Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Ewe episode number four. This is Jonathan, and I'm here with George. Hey guys, how's it going? What's up? So, how was how was the week? Not too bad, not too bad. Can't argue. Um, restrictions are lifted. Everyone's outside having a good time, you know, enjoying the sun. Um, happens to be cloudy today, but you know, summer started, so everyone's excited to get out, have some fun, and looking forward to what the rest of the year brings. You know, nice. how, how was your week? Yeah, yeah, uh, about the same. Uh, enjoying a little bit of a outside um, last weekend. Uh, was able to hit the beach and for a little bit, uh, one day for a couple of hours, mostly just walking and cruising, not necessarily going into uh, the ocean. Uh, but it was nice to be able to, uh, you know, just be outside. Also, uh, was able to catch. Uh, quite a bit of the games, uh, specifically talking about the, the soccer games, Euro, and some of the Copa America. Uh, it, it's nice that I can, you know, tell you this, and you actually know what I'm talking about. <laughs> unlike yeah. Leo last week, which I had to explain what even Euro Cup was. Oh, all right, know. but yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was chill. Yeah, Leo happens to be out, you know, partying. He couldn't make it this episode, but hey, Leo, we, we hope you're having a good time at Los Cabos, you know, enjoying yourself. <laughs> no yeah. mask on. I don't know what else you don't have on, but we don't need to know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll save uh, that material for the next episode. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah, I am in, enjoying all the soccer that's going on. Uh, everything that's been held back because of the pandemic is mm -hmm. finally, you know, it's happening um, this summer. Yeah, it does feel like it's it's going back to normal, right? Yeah. yeah. Just the fact that you have fans at the stadium, it, it just makes it feel like soccer again. Oh, yeah, that's a big difference. You know, it, I, I was tired of hearing the fake chants on TV. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There'd be like a delayed uh, play whenever someone would kick the ball at the goal. And then, like, two seconds of silence, and then, oh. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then um, another thing that I noticed with um, fans not being able to go into the stadiums, at, at least this was my perspective or, or my feeling, was that it almost didn't feel real. It didn't feel like they were legit matches. I remember watching um, last year's, um, Champions League final, uh, PSG versus Bayern Munich. Yeah. And, you know, of course, this was, you know, there were no fans uh, at the stadium. And it almost felt like it was just an exhibition match. Yeah. I, it didn't feel like a Champions League final. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And, and this is probably one of the biggest, you know, club sports games uh, in the world. You know, it, it goes down the best teams in Europe play each other for this top spot. Right. You know, and the winner gets decided in this final. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, to be a, like, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's a huge deal. And for there to be no fans and then you're watching it on TV and it <laughs> kind of looks like they're having a kick around, like a practice. Yeah. You know, it, the, like, the intensity is not there. The fans reaction, like the passion, you don't see it. It's just not the same. I know. It's kind of odd. Yeah, but I, I'm so glad um, everything's getting better in the world, and we're finally seeing that passion back in the stadiums. Yeah. It finally feels real again. Um, talking about Europe, the, the last couple of games were wild. I know. Yes, yeah, so you are talking about the Ukraine, Sweden, and crap, I'm 
blanking out. Oh, you, you know, can't blank out. out on like the biggest upset of the tournament, <laughs> France the, and Switzerland. Oh yeah, that, oh yeah, that one was right. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, the the, the penalty should have. Yeah, for sure. That one, yeah, that that was a big upset uh, a couple of, of days ago, for sure. Mm-hmm. That that I'm sure that lost a lot of money for a lot of people. <laughs> it broke my bracket, that's for <laughs> sure. I was pissed. <laughs> hey, right. but you know that that's that's soccer. You know that's the beautiful yeah, game. You, be- you yeah. never know who's gonna be who, and it's it's really David versus Goliath at that point when you have France. Who was be supposed to be the favorite of the tournament? Yeah, you know, to go all, all the way, yeah. and then they get knocked out by a, a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's true, and they they all all of the, of the five penalty kicks by uh, scored by Sweden uh, were, you know, sublime. Oh yeah, um, yeah, Mbappe. I don't know. Oh man, oh, <laughs> he man. definitely. Oh. He, he's young, so yeah, he, he's got years. He's got a World Cup already. He's like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care about this. Well, yeah, that oh, definitely man. that game was a big upset in the last couple of games in the last couple of days. Uh, but yesterday, for sure, the, the the biggest oh the biggest ones, of course, were <clears throat> that uh, England Germany yeah. and that uh, Sweden Ukraine. Both of those games were were pretty pretty crazy. Uh, oh, and I'm forgetting about um, the Croatia. Who did they play? Spain. Like Croatia, Spain. Yeah. yeah. That game oh. was wild. Oh, I that loved game. watching that. I was literally, I was working from home and I had, you know, one screen, I had the game on the other screen, I had to work. Everyone knows, uh, you know, if you know, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you, you definitely got a spoken agreement. Yeah. <laughs> Ever like wh- whoever knows what I'm talking about, like you know you had to do that. You have like the yeah. two screens, one for work, one for soccer. Um, but yeah, I could not keep my eyes off the game. And uh, to and be if you honest, did, there was a goal, a goal scored in oh, that in oh that gosh. millisecond that you <laughs> took your <laughs> eyes away from the screen. At the end of the game, I was like, "What? What do they charge this time to?" <laughs> I gotta call it uh, Wayfa to be like, "Hey, <laughs> you took me away from work with all this dramatic soccer." Yeah, no kidding. Man. Oh this, man, hey, but, it went into extra time too. I and I, I love Spain. You know, I, I've been to Spain a couple of times, and I, I've seen the city. I fell in love with the country. So to me, um, seeing Spain like fall and then come back and then score last minute goals, it to me it was wild. Nice. Where is that your your second team? I guess because you, you said uh, you you had France going all the way, and, you know, yeah. taking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is Spain your second? Team uh, I would say you know France. I I think is on everyone's uh, favorite list to win the tournament. Um, but for me personally, I, I wanted Spain. You know, to go all the way. They did in past tournaments, but you know the the connection I built with all the you know traveling that I've done in the past. It's mm-hmm. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see them go all the way. Nice. So. Yeah, no, all these tournaments are insane. You know, every, every you know, Euro Cup and Champions League and World Cups, all, all these, you know, soccer tournaments are, I, I personally love them, of course, because, uh, you know, I like the game. But I haven't had uh, the fortune to actually go to many, many games or, you know, let alone, you know, tournaments. I know you have. Uh, and speaking of that, I want to. Uh, this it feels like a perfect segue to ask you because 
what was your experience in the World Cup? Because I know you've been to World Cup, to the last one. I know you went. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, how, yeah. How, how was All that? my friends knew. R Russia sounds crazy <sighs> and exotic, but uh, it, when I hear it from the horse's the... <laughs> I mean, it. It's been kind of like on my bucket list, you know, go to a World Cup game, right. go like experience it once in your life. And my my a couple of my friends and I decided, you know, why why not Russia? It it kind of sounds out there, you know, us coming from the United States like or um having the the will to go all the way to across the country mm -hmm. or the across the world, I'm sorry. But It, the experience in itself was amazing. the The decision kind of came last minute. We were scrambling to look for tickets. Um, how how is that process? The way because I, I've heard it's a bit of a hassle to to get World Cup tickets specifically. Oh yeah, because everyone and their moms want to go to the mm -hmm. World Cup, you know, and to support their team, follow their team. Um, But we kind of made that decision later in the stages of, I guess, the ticket phasing that they do, which is, uh, I think, between two different lotteries. You sign up basically for a ticket, and that ticket is literally your chance um, to buy a World Cup ticket. So out of like a random 10,000 people that enter the first lottery, they'll pick people out of that pot and what? then those people get to pick what games they go to that's the kind of priority system that they set up for the world cup tickets so let's say you want to go like you said it was a, a group of friends yeah uh, of yours that decided to go so all of you i'm, I'm just you know how, how many how many friends were there 10 five or um three There was three, so, and then we were meeting other friends in, in Russia. So the three of you signed up for the lottery. You know, each one, I'm assuming through email or something, mm -hmm. you sign up. And then what if one of them doesn't, you know, make it in the lottery? That's it? He's just, you know, SOL? <laughs> or <laughs> we, we go to Russia without him. <laughs> right, yeah. Or... No, no, no. Um, so if you get the chance like you, you get your name pulled out of the lottery pick, you can buy your the tickets for your friends. For oh. your group. How, like what's the limit? I think it was uh eight, maybe. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I was I was was under the impression that if you let's say your your <laughs> your 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 email gets picked or you get picked, that's it. You only you, you can only get one ticket. So oh. that's why How the hell do you do, like, group of friends or whatever you're going to go with your family? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, like, how do you do it? But I guess that's dumb, right? Yeah, but... Okay, there's a system. So, so there, it, it kind of makes sense, too. Um, so there's the first lottery. Obviously, you get your your choice of whatever seat in the stadium. Um, there's packages to follow your country. Mm -hmm. And then there's individual matches that you can pick from. So if you're lucky enough... To get picked in the first round, you have tons of choices. And then there's a phase two lottery pick for those who weren't lucky enough to get picked in phase one. Okay. So there's, there's a couple of phases. And then I'm, you just have less choices of oh, you know, right. where, where you will be in the stadium. Exactly, like exactly, yeah. exactly. Okay. So I think there were two phases, if I'm not mistaken, maybe three. 
Um, so like a, like a Coachella. Yeah. Like you can't make it a weekend one, you buy it for weekend two, <laughs> something like that. And at one point, we even decided, hey, if we can't get lucky enough to get in that lottery pick, we're going to go buy a single ticket match to some random game in the tournament just so we can get to Russia. Just to go. And then yeah. try to get tickets over there to the games that we actually want to go to. Ah, uh, you guys were going to no, we, we thought of the every possible way to. Something. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a backup plan. Okay. And it's funny, what surprised, I mean, I learned about myself through this whole ticketing process where we're thinking of so many ways to try to get to Russia because um, you need a visa to go there. Okay. And the ticket was your visa to get into Russia. Okay. So it would have been a, a crazy process to buy or to fly to the, Russia was it without a visa. literally your ticket or you had to... Still go through the process of the visa, but in order to even get it, you had to show that you had the ticket. Or was literally you just it was show li- up it and say, hey, the ticket. Here, here you go. Like, oh. Here's my ticket. Yeah. Oh, that was wow. it. That was it. Technology. Um, so <laughs> we signed up for the lottery. And, you know, you sign up your email, you get all your friends, like, riled up, we're, we're good, we're, we're going who, who, to, with a did, did you get picked, or was a friend of yours that got picked? No, so, so here's what happened. We didn't get picked. Oh. <laughs> we, we didn't get picked, so it was on to option, like, two, option, option two was, like, okay, well, let's find a, let's find a game, like, that we can buy that probably, like, no one's gonna, it's not gonna be sold out. Okay. So that we can, like, buy our way to that game, get our visa, and then go to the to the Mexico games that we wanted to, uh-huh. like, outside the stadium to see if anyone was selling tickets. Okay. But what happened, what ended up happening one night after two beers, three, maybe four, maybe four, maybe five beers. Maybe I'm not going to lie. <laughs> We we got this crazy idea is um so you can skip the lottery process huh. if you buy a hospitality VIP ticket. Okay. And the hospitality ticket was eight hundred dollars to go to the game of to your a choice. Single game. To a single game of your choice. Um keep in mind, um I should have said this earlier, but uh regular tickets through the lottery process there was obviously a tier, you know, high level seats were like like a two hundred dollars, and then the middle tier was like three hundred, four hundred, you know, like like a normal stadium, uh-huh. like that kind of scale. But this um, this option was kind of our last resort because, it, considering that we lost lost the lottery, there was only a, a couple of ways we can get into Russia. Do do they tell you, hey, you didn't make it? Or how do you know? Yeah, if it, you you do get an email that yeah. says, "Hey, you didn't make it." That's yep. it. Yep. Okay. At yeah. least you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not trying to like go into this a little blind, but okay. we we looked at the options. We saw this one with that price tag, and you could go to literally any game you wanted. And there was one game in mind that we really wanted to go to. But but by then. All the matches are known. Yeah. Everything, you know, every obviously every, all the, all the teams that are going are known. All the matches for, from the group stage. If, if you're not familiar with the format of the of a World Cup, it starts with a group stage, uh, of four teams, in each group. 
believe it's a group. It's ten groups. So something along those lines. Um, just bear with me. If it, you know, just for the sake of conversation, let's say it's ten groups, four teams. Um, each each group, uh, each team um, faces each other for uh, one one match uh, against each other, and then after that. The top two of each group advance onto you know the round of sixteen, quarterfinals, semifinals, and eventually a final. So, anyways, uh, so by by then, you know, by the time you're getting the tickets, you know at least all the matches from the group stage. So yeah, you you, you you can pick. Yeah, in a way, in a sense, we we knew the first round of the group stage who was playing who, at what date, and at what stadium. So we kind of had uh, that in mind, kind of going into the lottery, actually. We were planning this a little late. Um, but we we went with the VIP choice. We signed up for the Mexico-Germany game, <laughs> which actually turned out to be an amazing game. And that that was it. The, from there, we planned on, you know, your regular travel planning, your, like your flights, your, your uh-huh. Airbnbs, etc. But that was our ticket into the World Cup. Got it. It, was that the the only match you went to? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Nice. Well, I mean, eight hundred dollars sounds steep, but considering that it's a World Cup all the way in Russia, and just the fact that I guess it gives you, like you said, the ticket into the really one of the biggest parties that are out there period you know in any sports you can name i'd have i haven't been to one but i know that a world cup is one of the biggest parties in sports you know yes. alongside yes. Yes. olympics mm-hmm. whatever parties are around you know formula one or anything a world cup is insane top it is world class it's the culmination of many soccer players careers to see that unfold in whatever country it may fall in for that you know year it's it's something special so for me at the time i i thought it was 100 percent worth it nice yeah nice. that's awesome oh and by the way it's eight groups of four teams a oh, total of right. 30 32 right. countries mm-hmm. you know just going at it and if you obviously if you can think about it it's 32 uh, countries with their fans, 32 fans from 32 different countries going to a single country and then just parting it up, going wild. I mean, so, I, I was competing with the fans to get tickets, first of all. <laughs> so there was a World Cup right, right there just to get tickets. Nice. <laughs> so, so when you, okay, so you get to Russia, I'm assuming, you know, the airfare, pretty straightforward, just you know, went and bought your airfare ticket to Moscow, probably flew from LAX or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then, okay, so you get to Russia, then what's up? The day you get there is, how's security, like, like flying into Russia, like, what what's going on? Oh, is there a lot of security? Is it, because I always picture Russia as, you know, like, kind of what you see in the movies, every, everyone's so strict. You know, police everywhere. You know, super tough, like soldiers. You know, at every corner or something like that. Tall, serious it, people, right? Exactly. Yes, like that. 
Is it is it like you know crazy people uh, driving? The, the driving? No, it's actually relaxed. Um, I went to to Moscow, the one of the you know the more the more well known uh-huh. um one of the more well known cities in Russia. Um, and of course that's that's the capital, and that's what you expect to see in the capital of you know the biggest country in the world. Um, but my experience was kind of different than that. It, I mean, keep in mind that you have the rest of the world pretty much in the area, so you're kind of not dealing directly with with um, Russians per se, but you get to or with see the everyday you know, face of Russia because they're hosting a party, basically. right? Yeah. Right, right, right. So it, it was a huge mix of people, and of course, you have security. Right when you land at the airport, there's there's intense security because of all the people traffic mm-hmm. coming through and everyone's kind of uptight and bunched together. It's probably a really busy time, the busiest time it's ever gonna be in, in Russia. But no, the the security was good. Um, the the lines to get through the airport were it was fast, it was good, well organized. Kudos to Russia for putting it uh, a well put together tournament. Um, really enjoyed. The, how easy it was to get through the city it's it's mm-hmm. pretty walkable in my opinion um there's there's uber out there there's you know there's different ways to get around um buses taxis you know my my choice was straight uber mm-hmm. yeah or walking honestly but uh to get uh an airbnb was a struggle especially for a, uh, an event mm-hmm. so big it it almost and and plenty at last minute almost. Okay, right. That, that's when, that when, in itself was so massively r- a challenge. The World Cup was well. It's it's during the summer, so specifically when you went, it was June of 2018. Yes. How far in advance did you get the tickets, the Airbnb, the airfare, all all this Ooh. stuff? I'd say maybe February or March. So a couple oh, wow. months before. So yeah. it was pretty really close last to June, yeah. And we say last minute, we don't mean like the month before. That that yeah. that would have been crazy. But even impossible. Yeah. But, but even a couple months. A couple before months before it does minute, seem yeah. yeah, no, it definitely was. And finding an Airbnb, let alone, you know, like good flights and you know, the whole transportation, all the travel planning, it was it was challenging. Mm-hmm. And and did you find an Airbnb or did you end up staying at a like at a hostel or something? So it should be known, and and I'll and I'll make this clear now. Um, there there's a lot of fake Airbnb postings on In the website Airbnb? on the Airbnb because people know that tons of people are going to the World Cup, mm-hmm. and I was actually a victim of that. No way. Yeah. So so the story was. We found this. Um, we were looking for weeks on Airbnb just to find a place for every our day. game. Just checking every day. Yeah. Checking, 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 and we finally found a place outside the city with like one bedroom, and it was like a bunk bed. Okay. So I was like, like with uh, three friends, we were gonna meet some people over there, but you're like, you know, it's gonna be a couple of days. We're only gonna sleep there. Literally, we're only just using it to sleep mm-hmm. and then, you know wake up, shower. We don't need Party. that many beds. We, we just if it has a sofa and has a bunk bed, like we'll we'll just make it happen. Because mm-hmm. at this point, there's not anything else that's reasonable because everything else was so expensive. I think that what, place how, alone how expensive. That place alone was gonna cost us like two hundred, two fifty a night 
Wow. So that, I mean, away from the city center, you know, it's just a bunk bed. It's literally in a, like a rundown apartment. It had maybe like two or three pictures in Airbnb. It was yeah. like a new listing it, it, too. No zero that, reviews. So, so this, is, this is the one that, the scam. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this was a scam. And we signed up because we were running out of options. That's pretty, we, yeah. we didn't know what to do. We're like, this is the best place out of all the places left on Airbnb to rent. Because all the hotels were booked. It, they, they were either booked or they cost more than $600 a night. Oh, my God. So that, that was clearly not an option. Yeah. So Airbnb at $250, that was... Especially, that was especially after egg. buying the $800 ticket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we had to make <laughs> up for that. Everything else, we can budget. <laughs> we can share beds. We can share food. I don't care yeah. what. We're just going to make this, like as budget friendly as we can especially after that $800 ticket yeah so we get this place we reserve it confirmation sent like we're done and then on to like buy the flights but that that's a part so we had actually gone to um paris uh a couple days before and and, and by the way just uh if if you remember because i'm trying to make a mental list and also for anyone that's you know listening to this and is interested in you know, having general price tag or of how much it costs to go to uh, World Cup is airfare ballpark. How much was it? I know it's different, but in your specific case. Oh, I think it would have been affected by the fact that it was a World Cup. Mm-hmm. It was probably, I'd say close to a thousand. Okay. That's not bad. Not I mean, scale. considering that you're going all, you know, LAX to freaking russia well lax to paris to russia okay so, so that whole kind of like round trip with a paris in between that's like a thousand dollars okay so rounding up a thousand dollars air so, so far we're a thousand dollars for airfare <laughs> so far, so and 800 bucks on the ticket yes okay so eighteen hundred dollars so far and we still haven't talked about um, transportation in the city, right, and right. goodies, food, whatever you you know, vodka, whatever you drink there, <laughs> and then uh, Airbnb. Okay, so yeah, sorry, so so um, where I left off is that we we finished getting the Airbnb. Like that's off our list, crossed off. We're like we're good to go there. We have a place to sleep. It didn't it didn't matter how much how nice it was or how many rooms right. it had. Place to sleep, check. You know, and that was two fifty a night, and I think we stayed for three nights. So you know, however long you stay, you can do the math. Yeah. But that was done. And then, so as I mentioned, we we went around Paris. So we thought, oh, we're going to Russia. Might as well like take a chance to visit a couple of countries. We're in Paris. Nice. Spending our last days in Paris, and we're we we remind ourselves like, hey, we should check in with the Airbnb host to make sure. Um, he knows we're coming and mm-hmm. what day we're going to get there and what time, blah, blah, blah. So we're on this train, you know, heading somewhere to Paris. And then we we message um, the host and there's no answer. I think for two days, there's no answer. And had, had you guys uh, texted or messaged the host before or this was the first time this, you texted him? This was the first. Um, no, we had messaged before. Mm-hmm. But was he very like, responsive? No. Okay. There was no response. Um, and then that, I think two days before we tried calling. And 
<laughs> when we called the number that's on the, the Airbnb listing, it said the number had been disconnected. Oh. And that's yeah, when we were like, not a good oh, no. So that was probably the worst feeling to have right before a, an important like trip yeah you know like th- this wasn't this was in paris this was in call, paris when yeah you, when so you tried calling literally like two days you guys were chilling champs Elysees, drinking some beers and then boom your hearts sank yeah we were str- we were scrambling we went into like panic mode thinking of like well we're, what are we gonna do now you know our friends they got their own place but there's a chance that we can just you just sleep on the floor. Like we're, the other group case. of friends that you guys yeah. were meeting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. We're like, what, what, what's mm-hmm. going on? Yeah. And, and then we are, my other friend immediately like reported it to Airbnb. You know, like, hey, this is a scam, blah, blah, blah. Like we want our money back, you know, report this listing, take it off your website. So that was done. Um, and then myself, um, and my other friend, we were just going through Airbnb like crazy, trying to find another listing. Mm-hmm. Anything. Whatever. Literally anything. <laughs> at, ten, <laughs> at that at point. Ten, at 10 by 10 space. At ten, anything. At, at that point, even like a a, a tent in a campground. Right, We, we yeah. didn't care where or how we were going to sleep at night as long as we had a place. You know? And, yeah. and luckily, something popped up that hadn't been there before. And it was a two-bedroom apartment. Oh, wow. Nice. Or around between 200 300 maybe like $300. We we didn't care what the Man. price was, but... but what, what, were you scared that that was another scam? This one looked more reliable. It had two reviews. Uh, okay. At, at that least. point, it's like, it. okay. Yeah, the other I'd one had nothing, not even reviews. It, it had nothing. Three it pictures, had, no had, reviews. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, at first, you think, okay, like, they, they realize the World Cup's coming, they want to make some money, but, like, you think they'd be honest people, you know, opening their house to, yeah. you know, guess. I think I, if I was in living in Russia and I saw a World Cup coming, I'd, if I had an extra room, you know, why not? You know, why not make some money, a couple hundred dollars for the weekend or whatever. But for that to be a, a scam was, you know, kind of surprising. Yeah. I mean, it, it got us. It probably got up whoever else, right. you know, fell for it. Did you get your money but, back? Um, I don't know. It, it was my friend who reserved it. Oh, I got it. it but okay. I think I think they did. Got it. Okay. Well, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. So we finally found a place. We messaged the the, the host right, right away. away. <laughs> right away. We're like, are you real? <laughs> we, we just got scared. <laughs> yeah. We, we just wanted yeah. to make sure, you know, we're, we're coming in in like two days, you know. Um, where do you want us to We just you? got scammed. Don't do yeah. me wrong. Don't do me dirty, man. <laughs> Yeah, 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 no, definitely. We had to check that it was a real listing, and thankfully, um, the the person responded, and they were very nice, and you know, ready to like welcome us to the yeah. World Cup. Nice. So, that that was a night little little nightmare in itself, but that was you awesome. know, whenever you you travel abroad, you kind of risk those little little mishaps mm-hmm. and those things. Of course, you know, little bumps along the road. It's gonna happen eventually. Yeah, you know, it gets everyone here and there, but that was definitely something to go through. Man, the beauty of the internet, right? You were able <laughs> to solve it right away. Right away, thankfully, that that would have definitely uh, left a bad feeling in our in our World Cup experience. Yeah, you guys would have been homeless over there. <laughs> and so, so you get so okay, so you Airbnb check, ticket check, your 
in Russia already, you know, the day, you know, you fly from Paris to Moscow, you're there, you get to Airbnb, you guys are chilling, the day of the game comes, and you guys are ready to party. How, did you, did you guys get a day before the match, or yeah. the, the day of the match? No, 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 a day before. And um, what's cool about uh, the World Cup is, not not just in the cities hosting the World Cup, but in major cities uh, all around the world, they'll have a dedicated area for World Cup games, where they'll set up a huge screen. I'm talking massive, like 70 feet by 30 feet. They'll have a, a dedicated space for people of the country, you know, to go watch the game, enjoy a couple of drinks, picnic, whatever. It's usually outdoors. It's kind of like a beer garden. Type yeah. Of, type yeah. Of that, but massive. Massive yeah. beer garden for the World Cup games. And I, I love that, honestly, about the sport, that it can bring so many people together. Um, but there was something like that set up in, in uh, Moscow. Okay. So in the days where... The, the game wasn't happening, the one that we bought the ticket to. Mm -hmm. We'd go to that that festival area and watch World Cup games there. And, of course, you know, being in Moscow, there's other people that had the same idea. And you literally have the whole world in a little beer garden. Right. Basically, with all these screens showing all the World Cup games. Everyone's getting wild. Oh, yeah. Everyone's cheering on their own, you know, country. Yeah, and everyone's having partying. a good time. Meeting from people from all around the world. I met people from Egypt. I met people from Sweden. I met people from uh, Costa Rica. You know, it, it was it was surreal. It wasn't didn't feel real at all, but it was a good time. I think that's where we spent most of our time um, outside of our Airbnb, and of course, leading up to the game, there's there's tons to see around Moscow uh -huh. and around the famous sites. You'll see everyone wearing their jersey. You know, walking around, and then if there's enough people to like get together from a country, they'll start chanting their their teams, you mm -hmm. know, songs, and it, it was a good time overall. Um, all the bars were packed, that's for sure. If there's one thing, uh, beer and soccer bring the world together. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I guess that's it. It's that, that's the key: beer and yeah. soccer. Yeah, everyone loves that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. F food, drinks, prize. Food, any good? Anything in particular you love? Um, I th I'd say most of my food was within or near the the World Cup areas. Those your typical like uh, chicken tenders, your um, what else? Fries. Your uh, they had some meat, like some kebabs, and then soda and beer. Like your basic mm -hmm. like stadium snacks. But you know, European. I got it. Okay. Yeah. So overall, it not not too bad. Nothing like amazing. I don't think I went to to Russia looking for you know a specialty of food right. per se. I did try some of their vodka. Their vodka is good. Nice. You know, got to give an honest review of that. Um, I cannot remember the brand, <laughs> not because it was so long ago, but because I literally don't know what vodka I drank. <laughs> they just served some vodka, and I was like, all right, we're in, when in Russia? <laughs> a, a couple of, of shots in, and then you definitely yeah. did not remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Definitely. Now that, uh, so, yeah, so I guess doing a mental note, uh, Again, the price is everything. It was probably, I guess we're at maybe twenty five hundred now, something like that. I'd say, 
I'd say, yeah, that sounds about right. So that's, you know, flight ticket being the only off item that's kind of like over your regular, you know, stadium ticket being the $800. The flight, reasonable. The Airbnb, I hope no one traveling has to pay double. Yeah, <laughs> no one gets scammed. Yeah, no one gets scammed. Um, it, it's totally up to your preference where and how richly you want to you wanna stay and spend your time in the country. But um, food and drinks, I'd say about for four days, like four 400. Okay, yeah. It's like 100 a day. Like, um, I don't think Moscow is too cheap compared to other countries, but the... The stadium food did, you know, maintain its price, okay. price range. So it's so stadium prices. Yeah, stadium prices, yeah. basically. They're not going to go cheap on that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's where they make a lot of money. Yeah. So I'm curious. Well, you said you don't remember the brand, but maybe you remember the taste. I'm curious as to how the difference, at least, that you can remember between Russian vodka and Polish vodka oh polish vodka i remember polish vodka being good too that that um you know trying polish vodka was probably my first experience and actually trying i guess real vodka or at least vodka from a country that's known for its vodka i haven't been to russia but i've had the fortune to visit uh poland and they're big on vodka too. And I remember when I tried it, and granted, this, this wasn't even like a fancy vodka or anything, but I remember it was, it tasted so good. It was completely different than anything I've tried here. <laughs> yeah. Of yeah, course. Definitely. I'm talking about, you know, my experience with vodka are your traditionals, absolute vodka, Smyrna, Grey Goose, Smyrna, Goose those ones. But. Yeah. I remember going over there and it was just, you know, your, the people's vodka, uh, per se. Uh, it wasn't, you know, expensive at all. And it was crazy good, really smooth. Even You could even taste a little bit of flavor of, it, you know, like, this, this wasn't, um, you know, a flavored vodka or anything. But you could almost taste some... Without, I'm not a vodka aficionado or anything, but like some notes of freaking peach or whatever. Uh, <laughs> it, I, rem I just remember it was really good. It just had like different yeah. vodkas and really smooth that I tried. Was the Russian vodka similar in that sense? I, I do recall the Polish vodka being drinking around the city like like it was soda even <laughs> just because it was so smooth. and right. like, The quality was there. It's, it's, it's definitely there. Um, I do remember the the Russian vodka being a lot stronger. Okay. Because because the vodka uh, we're used to having here, it you know it brings back college memories. It's oh. kind of like <laughs> yeah. really like rough. You know, you hit it just and, a shot. Yeah, it's just a straight yeah. shot, and you're just there. Like you don't mind the taste, the the feeling, whatever. It just goes down like all kinds of wrong. But um, the Polish vodka, the Russian vodka, where they actually take pride in making like. Their, their stuff, it's it's really, you can taste the difference in the quality. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember exactly if there was any kind of flavor to them. I'm sure there are. Right. Um, there is in some of the brands that they carry throughout Russia, but 
it you can definitely taste the quality the smoothness was probably what i remember it being like right and 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 about the flavor it may it may have just been me being so drunk that you know i <laughs> started tasting some freaking flavors or something uh but yeah. i yeah I, I remember it was you know really smooth too so i guess you could say the same about russian vodka which they're probably more russia's even more famous i guess just because it's even more yeah of a famous yeah, yeah, country yeah. than poland is definitely but. definitely um talking about poland um i remember that uh experience pretty well um uh that was your your first trip to europe actually first and and only trip to europe i haven't wow. been back unlike you who <laughs> pretty much you know live over there half half time no my second home part time over there <laughs> but yeah that was oh, that was man. uh back in almost 10 years next year will be the 10 year anniversary of that uh summer summer abroad that uh, that we experienced yeah. in Poland it was the oh, summer man. of 2012 i remember like it was yesterday um besides the blurred out parts from the vodka <laughs> <laughs> which was 99% of that trip yeah, and I remember somewhere in there we tried absinthe. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then it got even blurrier. I, I mean, it was that whole trip was a. Uh, so let me put it this way: yeah, it was ninety ninety percent vodka, ninety percent vodka and beer, and the 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 other uh, the ten percent that's left over. Yeah, it was probably absinthe, <laughs> something like that, and then Polish food. Polish food's like 2% or something. Yeah, something like that. I, I, I loved it, by the way. <laughs> yeah, um, just, just uh, a little background. Um, Jonathan and myself went to the, to the Poland trip as a study abroad um, program that, that we found when we were attending uh, college. Uh, I don't remember it being our first choice. I think there was, a, there was something about the, one of our first choice trips to the Panama Canal. Yeah, there, there were there were two trips or two summer abroad programs that were being offered. One of them was Poland, and then the second one was yeah, it was uh, Panama, and they they taught different uh, courses. So it, yeah, like the the Panama one was, uh, well, well, both programs were engineering courses, but they they were right, different. Right. They were different ones. So. Of course, no one really cared. No one really cared about like the course itself. We all wanted to, you know, we we saw it as uh, do I want to go to Panama and party there, or do I want to go to Poland and party there? That was, that <laughs> that was, was really, the real question. That was that, that was, was really going on in our minds. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think for whatever reason, um, we decided to go away from Panama to Poland. No, actually, Panama's. I think Panama's class got canceled. And, oh, yeah, and then, you're right. And then the trip got canceled, and then our only remaining option was, do we go to Poland or not? And then we were walking around the engineering building, and then we see the flyer for Poland because that, that's what we were going for, yeah. to ask uh, the the person in charge, um, the supervisor, I guess, about the trip. And we see on the flyer that there's going to be tickets to this 
this Euro tournament game. Yeah, speaking of, it was the Euro Cup of 2012 going I, on in <laughs> exactly. Poland. In Poland. It was like a dual Poland-Ukraine. They were hosts right. of the Euro 2012 soccer tournament. And then on the flyer for the Poland um, study abroad program was in little text at the bottom, two tickets to – or tickets to – the Euro 2012 match of, you know, I, I forget what teams they were, but the point is that there were tickets involved. Yeah, that, that's how it was being advertised, <laughs> that if you go to this trip, it basically, if you cover the expenses, it includes uh, tickets to a Euro Cup match. Yeah, and and when, when you're looking at Europe, when you're looking um, to travel, to study abroad... You, your top choices are what? What Paris, London, Barcelona, Barcelona, Madrid. one of those well-known cities yeah, that yeah. everyone Western goes Europe, to. everyone, yeah, exactly. And we're like Poland, Poland, Poland. Well, you know what? I think we're sold on the tickets. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we do nothing about Poland besides roughly knowing where Poland is, and, and obviously vodka. the vodka <laughs> and. You know their uh, demise in World War Two, but besides that, you know, no one really talks about Poland. Right. So that right. was pretty much all we knew about it. At least that's what I knew about it. I, you know, no, had... exactly on the same boat. But that those tickets to the Euro Cup game, they they sold me. Yeah. And so I... anyways, we saw that and we we're like, that's it. Let <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. I think that same day we we. <laughs> We ended up, like, filling out the forms and then just, like, figuring out how we were going to pay, but whatever. We basically said, yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, we, we even bought flights that same day, I yeah. think. <laughs> <laughs> and we started playing the whole trip, and we're, like, getting all excited. and We skipped all our class. <laughs> <laughs> and planning for this trip, we, yeah. you know, getting all the tickets we could. Yeah, that Airbnb, we had that as a priority over, you know, our, like, midterms. Yeah, let's do it, yeah. <laughs> Where are we going to party? Oh, man. Yeah, that, that um, Eurotrip, yeah, really, because obviously going to Poland was the reason we ended up in Europe, uh, but because we were already going to Europe, similar to what George was saying, and going to Russia, but we're, that before going to Russia, he stopped at Paris. We started, you know, planning it out. We were like, okay, if we're going to go to Europe, let's, you know, hit up any, you know, every city that we can. So we started planning, okay, where are we going to go? Okay, London. Okay, yeah, we should go to London. Let's do that. Well, Paris, yeah, that sounds sick. Let's do that. And, you know, Poland, of course. And then where else can we go? We just started, like, figuring out Amsterdam. Let's go to Amsterdam. Just, you know, trying to think of cities that we could, you know, hit up that obviously, you know, made sense within the time frame we were working with, um, you know, budget, of course. You know, we were in college, so we didn't have a ton of money. That's still true to this day. But, <laughs> but, but even but back then, it was even worse so yeah we just started planning you, you know, just writing down places where we wanted to go just googling things to do the, you know the classic you know things to do in london things to do in Paris. oh they look sick okay cool all right like oh tickets to you know this you know nightclub or hey okay let's do this let's just buy them well in advance and yeah that's yeah. why we ended up you know getting tickets to this like techno club in london yeah uh i can't remember do you know, do you remember the name 
I believe uh, Ministry of Sound. Yeah, Ministry of Ministry Sound. Of yeah, sound. that's right. I, I I was gonna say it, it was something that had to do with sound. Yeah, Ministry of Sound. You're yeah, absolutely right. That was that was a sick ass place. Oh, no, it was a beautiful venue. Yeah, it was kind of. I don't know the way I partially remember it. <laughs> was, <laughs> Emphasis on partially. <laughs> was this? It looked like an industrial building almost kind of like brick on the outside you go in and it was just a regular crazy nightclub oh it was yeah cool. yeah no it was, it was nice uh like you were saying i think it was a warehouse kind of yeah. vibe it totally hidden you know not your typical like modern spiced up building right from the outside and inside no it it really um it stood out to me um the way that it was kind of low-key but it was definitely a party inside. Um, that was definitely one of the highlights, I think, from that London uh, portion of the trip. And I remember Googling, if and if you're going to study abroad or you're, or you're planning on studying or traveling, uh, for that matter, to any city or country, um, Google's your best friend. But for also, sure. I think, what's that tour? Bar hopping. There's always going to be bar hopping tours. Yeah. And I think that's the best way to meet people and go and see the cities by night because you can Google and you can find the main attractions. Those are the first links that pop up in a Google search of, you know, what, what to do in London, what to do in Barcelona. Those, you're going to be um, fed all these ads and mm -hmm. getting you to go to these museums and getting you to go these well-known places if you look on youtube those are probably the first you know the top main tourist attractions right but yeah. to really see the city for what it is you have to go beyond that go beyond the tourist attractions and find yourself in in a different kind of setting and for us i think what really helped us um enjoy the city more was that the bar hopping yeah, for sure. Uh, the, the bar hopping, and I also want to say that the fact that we stayed at a hostel, by, by now, oh, yeah. that we stayed in plenty of, of hostels, um, by now it's, you know, it's not, you know, like we're, it's not a, a secret or anything. Everyone knows that, you know, going to a hostel, you're going to, you know, meet people because, you know, everyone's just there, you know. Usually if you stay at a hostel, you, you know, tend ten to be, you know, kind of like, more adventurous or whatever or more open to kind of like just you know um be open with people meet up people just you know they, uh, they, grab they a drink they tend to be young and broke too yeah <laughs> that, yeah <laughs> kind of for like sure <laughs> yeah exactly so definitely th those two factors uh staying at a hostel and then just doing some bar hopping which we we also did our you know some fair share of of the traditional uh, I guess, uh, touristy attractions, you know, visiting some museums here and there. Uh, but for sure, you know, going to, you know, again, bar hopping hostels, that was definitely a, a good way to, to talk to people and know, know about other things that you didn't know uh, that were going on in the city. Uh, that's a good way to do it for sure. Especially if you're going, um, you know, either by yourself or like George and I did, it was just, you know, the two of us just, of course, if you're going in a bigger group, if you're already, you know, in a bigger group of friends, not to say that, you know, you can't meet 
more people. But if you're already going in a, you know, with a group of 10 people or whatever, you name it, with your formed group, then maybe you may not enjoy it. And just you do your own bar hopping. And just by the fact of being a bigger group, you'll, you know, start talking to people and just shooting the shit. Um, but it's definitely a good way if you're, you know, by yourself or, you know, a group of two or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, but now that we're kind of in the topic of general travel, and mm -hmm. this is traveling abroad, not just cities in your own country, um, I want to I want to ask you what was the thing you found most difficult about traveling? Uh, I want to say not not difficult difficult as in the sense that it was more of a pain in the ass. <laughs> Definitely flying, you know. The, and this is again probably is a, a big pain in the ass for many people. I can't think of anyone that actually enjoys you know going through the airport process and waiting and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that's definitely the the pain in the ass. Uh, outside of that, uh, I don't know. I can't really think of. Oh, oh well, hardest thing would probably be uh, just navigating and, and navigating myself in the city, mm -hmm. I was able to do okay. And, and most of the time, you know, I, I don't think there was a point where I was completely by myself, just trying to go places. Yeah. Figure things out. Uh, it was, if I, if I wasn't in a group, it was always you and I just, you know, figuring things out. And of course we had, at least you had internet. Cause I remember you were the one that actually had, cell phone with oh, uh, yeah. or or at least at to a some level so i remember we were even if we got stuck or lost which we got lost a couple of times uh, we were able to figure it out but that was that would that was probably the hardest i guess just navigating myself and mm. and nowadays it's completely different you know because oh yeah i'm talking about 10 years ago and you know even you know technology has you know, advance greatly, even if we don't think of it that way, but it has, you know, from 2012 to now, think about it, you know, just cell phones and, you know, just the, <clears throat> like, all, anything satellite-based, anything internet-based has Definitely greatly advanced in the past 10 years. So 10 years ago, it was a different experience than now. I feel like now you just fly there, you, you know, get yourself a freaking chip or whatever or what do you call it, like a sim card yeah you put on your and then boom you have internet you're good to like, go. and you're good to go and probably this is not necessarily new technology but it's probably more affordable now than it was 10 years ago so oh, yeah I, I would agree um and on to your point um traveling that long of a distance all the way to europe it is definitely a hassle on top of you know the added security go through the airport and whatnot and then getting around in a country whose language you're not completely yeah. familiar with yeah. that's that's definitely challenging i'd say the the most difficult part for me was waiting for the long lines in tourist attractions oh, you, you definitely right. and, and this was a learning experience for me you have to go to certain places at certain times to avoid the large crowds mm -hmm. And then the large crowds for me was probably the the hassle that I had to go through on, you know, certain trips to, you know, go see the Mona Lisa, mm -hmm. you know, 
room full of uh, people, and everyone's trying to see the Mona Lisa. You know, you have this expectation, you have this perfect view of the Mona Lisa, you're up close, you're the only person there, but the reality is that you're in the room, but with, with like a thousand, or yeah, a thousand other people trying to look at the same thing. You know, what, were you able to get pretty close to to it? Uh, after like half an hour of pushing, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, literally, like once you're th- so. What's the line for then? Just to get the, the line to close? get in the room. Oh, to the got it, got it. Like the exhibition the room. room where yeah. the Mona Lisa yeah. is. Yeah. So and then. Surrounding the Mona Lisa is just a it's group a of people. Huge, yeah, tons, tons, tons. And is it l- literally like a concert? You j- just have to push your way in <laughs> to yeah. get to the front if you want to. If you want a, a close look at the Mona Lisa, yeah, because people, you know, they take their selfies, they take their pictures. That takes like what five, five, ten minutes, and then they leave. You know, the people are kind of like circulating through. It just takes a long yeah. time to get to the front. How long did it take you to get to the room? I think I was there because it it's in a museum, mm-hmm. and then the Mona Lisa is, is it's in his own room. So throughout the museum, I probably spent two hours, but in the room with the Mona Lisa alone, probably like close to an hour. Okay. So about half the time I spent at the museum was yeah. just trying to get to the front to get a picture of the Mona Lisa. Um, I'd say that was the most difficult part, just avoiding crowds um and probably finding a place to eat and be comfortable mm-hmm. in other than you know the hotel or hostel or bnb like where you can sit down and finally breathe yeah it, it was difficult to find a place to actually like relax because most of our downtime was either when we found a place to eat or if we were on the subway or a train or whatever that was a finally like a chance to sit down and then plan or right. know, catch our breath just relax, and go yeah. to the next thing. Um, but now that Instagram's around, or, or social media for that matter, you actually see where people are going. You get a better picture of the city that you're going to, so you have a better idea of like how to get around the city and where people are going. Because you'll mm-hmm. see if you type in the search bar, you know, Barcelona, you'll immediately see like the top, 10 places people are like taking pictures at people are going to and mm-hmm. they see it like outside of the tourist attractions yeah you can say oh this is you know this burger looks good or this pie or whatever yeah Any, anything the, and you're like this restaurant looks really nice it's good for that instagram photo blah 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 so it's like in its own way its own tourist attraction Outside of like the museums, and yeah, the theme parks, so so you can navigate your way a little better that way. But back then, ten years ago, you're you're talking there, or the summer of twenty twelve. Yeah. We we didn't have that, right? Yeah, for sure. In, Instagram was around, but it even Instagram was completely different than what it is yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the 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 core was the same, but now there's so many more users of Instagram you know, in 2021 than there was in 2012. And there's more stuff in there, more hashtags, more people. <laughs> just, a, just a mere fact that, you know, you have more people using it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it just gets wild. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, that, that, that trip was, was, was insane for sure. I remember, yeah, Paris, London were awesome. Uh, Amsterdam was, was a good time too. That's where we stayed probably... 
uh, stayed there for like almost five days or something. Oh yeah, that, that was towards the end of our trip. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a, a small city that's awesome that has a lot to do for sure. Yeah, they they have good. Um, they, I think they have we had Stroop waffles and they they actually had the Heineken Museum there. I remember that. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. Yeah, they do. I didn't go, but I know they have it there. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely a nice small city. So everyone's around in bikes. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, that's it's really nice. That's awesome. it, it's a definitely a change of pace from all the car traffic that we deal with here. But e- the city is easy to get around. You can walk to literally every corner. Yeah, exactly. Amsterdam was definitely the easiest to to get around for yes. sure. For sure. Yeah. Because you know it's so small. Granted, we weren't you know walking at least as as a tourist. Any, anything that you want to see from, you know, a couple of days being there, you can walk everywhere. You know, if you stay, you know, in a, in a reasonable area, which, you know, everything is going to be pretty close, you know, and Strang's Museum, Red Light District, um, Van Gogh's Museum, every the Rembrandt Museum, all those, you know, attractions are, you can literally walk everywhere, uh, which Wunderpark or something like that. It's yes. that's what it's called. So all 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 these places you can. That's all we did. We just I remember just walking all the time. Well, the whole trip was doing a lot of walking, but no, especially yeah. in Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we only took the tram once, and it was because we were, you know, leave, on our way in and out because we had oh, our, yeah. our our luggage. luggage. But that was the only time we took you know the tram. Oh, and, and even, and even that, was, that was comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but other than that, we're just walking all over the place, which was awesome. Super nice city. Loved it. So, yeah, I guess that has been, um, a, I guess, a pretty, pretty uh, healthy and conversation about our, our trips and in general and our experiences, whether it's a World Cup, you know, or, or trip in general. Uh, to to Europe, so I hope everyone found this <laughs> this uh, ex- our experiences. Uh, you know, you you can find some useful information. We said, okay, World Cup. We were trying to go, try to, you know, George spent about twenty five hundred dollars to go to Russia specifically. Every World Cup is you know different destination, but if you're trying to go, I'd say just to be safe. If it, you know, for one person, you want to save anywhere between three and five k, just to be safe. That, yeah. that would, I mean, that would be my, I, I'm, I, World Cup is still in my bucket list and that's always what I kind of have in mind. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, okay, I should probably say anywhere between three and 5k just to be safe. That sounds about right. Um, it, it's definitely worth every penny really because that, the, those kinds of things come around every four years. So I, I, I'd encourage everyone to travel, even if it's not to a World Cup. Because you definitely get experience of what the rest of the world is like, and not just you know in your in your own country where you where you think <laughs> you know everything, but it's it's you're definitely a different person after you've gone traveling, after you've had six shots of vodka in a row. <laughs> you're definitely a, a you're different definitely person. A different person. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, with that, that's a wrap. Uh, Iwi, stay tuned for more episodes. Thank you. See you guys. All right. Catch you guys later.